Hey, I'm Dwayne. And I'm Jennifer. And together we're doing a podcast, Roots. The Unseen Life. Come on a journey with us. You'll produce a system of roots that will stabilize you and... Produce fruit. We're going somewhere. Come along with us. Welcome to <laughs> Roots, the podcast. The Unseen Life. That's what we call ourselves. Hope you guys are well. Dwayne, are you back to five, six packages a day? What's going on? Yeah. Um, I think you guys might have noticed if you were an avid listener in our last podcast, um, Pastor Dwayne Roberts, myself, I'm not feeling the best. And no. um, we have, we're looking the best if you <laughs> just only listening. Don't we, don't tune into the video. We have the lingering effects of uh, flu bug, which is surprising because um, everything is COVID. Mm-hmm. You took two COVID tests because you weren't feeling well. Took another right. one. Right. Like surely this is COVID. But apparently there's still the cold and flu season that's just real and not COVID. And I just don't believe it. <laughs> No, I was out in bed for 11 days. Yeah, and you're what, still not. And the what best. bothers me is that I didn't even get COVID. Like I'm like if I'm going to live for that that in w- I really wish it would have been uh, What do you COVID. mean live for that? If I lived through that. Oh, lived through that. Yeah. Yeah, so get it under your, your ability belt. to understand English is Well, you don't articulate well, sweetie. <laughs> Let's go ahead and open our mouth as we talk. Okay. So you're you're not feeling great still. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. I'm sorry about that. Correct. Um, I used to. Um, so Jennifer and I lived in Budapest from 1994 to 1998. Yeah. And so our first, it was basically our first three years, right? Didn't mm-hmm. we live in that apartment for three years? Yep. So we lived downtown Budapest in this really, really amazing apartment it was um how high were the ceilings 14 14 feet feet ceilings just this old beautiful apartment i love that apartment herringbone pattern wood floors double doors with brass handles that opened into every room white walls i mean you see a european old apartment during world war ii and that's what our apartment that's what we lived beautiful Uh, anyway I won't talk about that that but, long, but but out in front of I mean you go out town we lived in the city and the pollution was intense and so there the doctors thought back in the day was that I got um, asthma allergy pe- allergy induced asthma. asthma from the pollution uh-huh. and the funny thing was is that when we moved back to the states we <coughs> excuse me we stayed in uh, people's house and they were like freaking out, thought I had tuberculosis. Right. So they made me go get my lungs t- checked. So um, it's not tuberculosis, it's asthmatic activities. Right. So the flu has triggered this. So if there's yeah. coughing, it's not COVID, you're not a smoker, you're just not feeling well. Exactly. And uh, so what are we going to talk about today, lovely wife? Well, darling. Um, I thought we could just kind of talk about relationships, kind of more family relationships. And so we could s- just talk a little bit about our family that we were raising, not necessarily the families we came from, um, and some tips and tricks. And then just talk a little bit about dynamics as you move into the holidays, going to your family's house. I mean, um, I don't know if you want me to say this on podcast or not. Oh, I, I want you to. I can't wait. Okay. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm bringing out some dirty laundry. Everybody Good. ready? I'll, One, I'll two, three. Back, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Jennifer and I have actually um, 
we're going through, we're both going to a therapist, counseling. Uh-huh. And so. Because um, you're a jerk. Well, it's more, <laughs> <clears throat> and you know, what I've received most of it is uh-huh. just tips on, and how to live with you. <laughs> so and, and it's been super helpful <laughs> better live in the corner of a roof right yeah it just my neck was hurt because of the roof and so i'm like <laughs> i can't live here the rest of my life anyways so um it's been really enlightening uh-huh. our, our counseling it's been really uh for me it's been very helpful um and first of all i'm going to be honest with you i was a little bit like i don't know what to talk to her about mm-hmm. um because I would consider myself to be fairly whole. Sure. Um, but as we've kind of gone into this, it's actually been really, really enlightening and helpful. And so I'm, be- I'm seeing in it, though, really how the family dynamic so forms and shapes people. Yeah. And, and, and so some of my perhaps um, behavior that I'm wanting to talk to her about mm-hmm. And that's my behavior is how I respond to people, how people respond to me. And some of those things that I've just said, look, man, I'm getting counseling. I'm going to focus on some of this stuff. I'm really tracking it back to my family. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's fascinating how our forms of communication have been set within the context of our family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't say this to be arrogant, um, but I, I do... I do think what that. What do you say to be arrogant? I got amazing hair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just an area that that um, when people touch our family, um, most of the people really, really enjoy our family. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that there's a dynamic that we've really focused on, and that being healthy communication mm-hmm. in our context of our family. Mm-hmm. And so um, let's talk about that first. Yeah. Because let me, the part of, the part I didn't finish because you rudely interrupted me was that um, our, when people touch our children, they, people like our kids. Yeah. And it's something that I'm just very, very grateful for. Um, our oldest daughter, her name's Sydney. And then she's married to um, uh, a young black man, and his name's Jesus, his Lord. He's from Nigeria. Family's from Nigeria. He was born in the States. (coughs) Yeah. And then we have a middle daughter, and her name's Chloe Precious Roberts. Yeah, and she is precious. (laughs) No, middle name's Dane, uh, Chloe Dane Roberts. And then we have a son, Elijah Jackson Roberts. And so um, they are probably the best thing in my life, besides my wife, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. So... um, I'm, I love them. I'm so proud of them. Um, they're an amazing children. And so, <clears throat> but in the context of all of that, what do you think we've done well in raising our kids? Mm-hmm. Let me ask that question first yeah. to you, Jennifer. That's, that's good. Um, well, I think there's different stages of parenting. And the early years, there's so much training and discipline and correction that it's exhausting. And you, you do enjoy them. And like the girls, three, three to six, the dress-up years were amazing. Amazing. The clickety-clack of the little plastic heels. <laughs> totally. And the dress-up box. The whole bit. You know, it's just amazing. Loved it. But there was, there was a lot of training. You know, constant. And, and 
I mean, I don't, we could go on and on about the parenting stuff, but I remember we'd go to someone's house, and we were going to go in into the house, and I would remind them how we're going to behave when we go in the house. We're not going to blow out the candles. We're not going to touch everything. We're going to say please and thank you. You never open the refrigerator door and ask what can I eat. You know, just things yep. to teach them. Yep. And so, so much of parenting is instruction. For sure. I, I think people expect kids just to know stuff, but they don't know stuff. I think 90% of parenting is instruction and 10% is discipline. And okay. so, so, and we're talking like, children's oh, child yeah little kids yeah and um so you know there were, there was a, a lot of that on the front end you mm -hmm. know and, and that's just parenting you just got to do it and it's it's fun family time is still great lots of wrestling and but tears and someone gets mad and they march off to their room and and it it was just always chaotic and beautiful and messy but a little bit exhausting for sure. And, and then as the teenage years, <clears throat> I just began to love it because all the the investment on the front end now is paying off and you were able to just be with the kids uh -huh. and enjoy them and you don't have to shield them from everything anymore. And, you know, like it, when they're little, you don't want them to see a movie where they say stupid and, you know, all these little things that were, you know, part of our life. And now we encourage it. And now we encourage <laughs> it. No. But now it's like you can let your hair down a little bit because they know what's appropriate behavior. They know what they can say and can't say. And so there's just a level of enjoyment. And I think there's a progression of a relationship with parents and children as they grow and i'm hoping and, and it, it's happening that we step more into a peer role like so, a, a deep friendship not not the instruction the i mean i'm always there for wisdom and counsel and being a sounding board but now i can actually share my heart in a way that i didn't share when they were younger so talk to me about how we went from uh, because when they're a child, um, you you encourage and correct behavior. Mm -hmm. But as they get older, it is not so much behavior that we focused on. Mm -hmm. And we, because, you know, our philosophy has been you either have programmed children who just do behavior. Just obey. Just obey. Mm -hmm. Or you begin to equip them to make the right decisions. Yes. We, and so talk yeah. about how we focused on yeah. that. We really focused <clears throat> on kids who had the ability to engage in critical thinking. Um, so this is a key point in the Roberts family. It, yeah, this would be a, a core value yes, to us. Yes, it would. We didn't want children just to parrot what we said or just believe what we said. Yeah. And when we saw them just repeat what we said, we would say, hey, what do you mean by that? Sounds like you're just saying what mom and dad say. Why do you believe that? Yes. To get them to own their faith, own their conviction, and own their behavior. Because what we had seen is that there's a lot of children in Christian homes that are just simply taught to obey, which obedience is important. But be obedience without understanding, without the why, only produce, it only modifies behavior, but it doesn't transform the heart. So then the kid goes off to college, mom and dad aren't there to mandate the behavior, and they go hog wild. 
And it's and so maybe you're a young adult and you were raised in a home where behavior was um, demanded or enforced. Mm-hmm. And you were not given the ability to actually make decisions mm-hmm. and then carry them out. Mm-hmm. And so this is a I think a, a key actually problem today. Uh-huh. Because we have not um, in many, I think in many pockets within the body of Christ, we've actually not peop- not taught people to engage critical with critical thinking. Right. Um, even in regards to, I'm gonna you know open it up to even what we hear in our teaching. Sure. We 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 don't use a lot of critical thinking. We uh-huh. just follow or obey. Yes. And it's not that I you know we don't want them to be so critical in their thinking that they are negative right but we actually want them to ask questions and wrestle with truth right and and the question even if you're you know having deep questions the safest place to be able to ask those questions in the context of your family and and i know that we wanted that for our kids this is a safe place for you you to be able to wrestle through things and you could ask tough questions, and you didn't get in trouble for asking questions. Right. And then we, we, we tried. Uh, we, we stole this from another couple. You have to watch your attitude. Uh-huh. You have to watch your tone of voice. Uh-huh. But you can, you can ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't want you to be disrespectful. Sure. But if you've got a, a question, um, you can ask it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I think that's that's really important for for kids to have that opportunity. And then we also wanted to expose our children to a variety of people. And so we also had the benefit. It's a we, true it's a benefit, huge benefit for of us. being able to travel internationally yeah. a lot as a family. And and not everybody gets to no, do that. Not everyone gets to do that. And we really do see that as a privilege. Yeah. Um, but we really encouraged and and really for um really developed in in circumstances are their social skills uh-huh. um like my son elijah um he blows me away uh-huh. at his ability to talk to a 60, 60 year old or a 15 year old mm-hmm. and he really knows how to interact <laughs> and I, you know not so much a four-year-old though. <coughs> no, he, he gets awkward about kids he, doesn't he he's not great with kids <laughs> we're kinda like huh? exactly <laughs> But, but, um, you know, something that I, I'm just really proud of is of our kids is that their ability to interact with people uh-huh. socially. Yes. And, um, you know, they, they, you know, specifically right now, our son's a teenager still. So he, he's still growing in, in his, you know, he gets bored with people quickly if they're not, <laughs> he's a teenager, but, um, it's something also that we've really developed within them. Look mm-hmm. people in the eye, mm-hmm. ask questions to get the conversation going. Jennifer's amazing at this in teaching this and developing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, let's shift over and just talk about this season mm-hmm. of where, you know, um, it's December. What is it? I don't know, eight, seven, something seven. like that. And so, you know, what happens if I don't have a great family? Mm-hmm. And relationships are not what I want them to be. Mm-hmm. How do I navigate mm-hmm. this season? We're kind of changing a little bit of the conversation yeah. here, yeah. but like just healthy relationships mm-hmm. and w- how do I get them? Mm-hmm. What do I, how do I develop them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, bef- 
before we go there, I just want to say that um, we aren't perfect parents. No, we're not. And we, we highlighted Specifically some. Specifically Jennifer. Uh-huh. We highlighted some positives, but we have negatives too. And we have blind spots. And so I just. Do you want to highlight want, any of those? No, honey, no. Let's <laughs> keep people. Yeah, what have you done there? Whoa, what was that? It's a cliffhanger, really. So in answer to your. That, it was Jennifer's phones that caused, <laughs> caused the bang. Why did you throw it? I'm sorry. Okay, good. So your question again, darling? Um, how, do, how do we maneuver? Well, do you want to highlight any of our negatives? Uh, as a family? Yeah. Let's do it another time. <laughs> feel too raw today <laughs> no well no no but there are things that we probably could have focused on more yeah uh, i mean i'm sure you want to go there it sure. just then then yeah let's go there all right i i think some of our negatives um when i think of our son specifically um and you know we went to brazil as a family for six years i think we didn't listen very well when he was saying he wasn't doing well. I don't think we understood uh, how deep his struggle was in the adjustment um, because he was using words that we were th we thought were being overstated. Yeah, it was, um, that would probably be one of the, I, I do wanna give ourselves a little bit of grace sure. because I think we did listen. Uh -huh. Because we ultimately moved back, yeah. With and he was the catalyst to us moving back from Brazil, yeah. Um, but there, we definitely probably went a good year not understanding how to help him, yeah. And he was um, a twelve, you know. He moved down there when he was how old? Ten. Ten. Mm -hmm. And so, when he was 10 fourteen, to 16 when he Brazil. was fourteen, fifteen. Um, not yet able to clearly articulate what was going on, mm -hmm. but he was talking and we were not catching what he was talking. Yeah, yeah. And so we went probably a good year or more than a year where um, Jennifer and I were truly concerned and he was talking, but we did not really know how to listen to him. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful in 2019, <coughs> excuse me, uh, um, in January, the Lord broke in mm -hmm. and um, and we we were able to touch each other's hearts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and he turned his heart towards specifically me and I turned my heart towards him in this one conversation where we really hurt each other mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was a I think a real turning point yeah and I think something that we've done out of our own dysfunction as parents is that I don't think we validated um, people's feelings enough. I I think you're like mm, I'm not I'm not buying <laughs> no, into that. No, I'm actually agreeing with you. <laughs> um, I I think we were quick to go. Hey, yeah, I see that. Okay, here's another way to see it. Here's another perspective. Move on. Well, it's such a it's such a a challenging to me this is a huge challenge mm -hmm. because um the reason i was smiling and laughing a little bit was because in in my counseling and my with my with my therapist um we've been talking about my lack of empathy hmm. and praise god <laughs> well because i find myself to be in certain circumstances uh -huh. very empathetic yeah yeah, yeah definitely like, like in certain arenas, 
But like when somebody's sick, uh-huh. I'm not the nurse. Right. Like don't call dad. Um, and so that's why I was laughing. Uh-huh. And so because I think there are times where um, I think there are times absolutely where I've listened to our kids. Yeah. And then but there are times also where I have said, hey, shake this off and let's move on. Uh-huh. And so, you know when to do what yes because i think it's an imperfect science it is but because if you stay too long Mm -hmm. in your feelings then you're going they will begin to rule you Mm -hmm. and and then truth is no longer the defining of you know of your life the definition of your life so i think it's important how to walk that out I, I think for me, I had kind of an aha moment uh-huh. when we were in Brazil and I was watching um, the, the children's movie Inside Out. <laughs> Do you remember this? Well, I fell asleep. You I, did? Okay. Well, I ended up weeping. Yes, um, I remember the kids told us. We talked about it, but yeah. Yeah, and just when the character of Joy, that's who I identified with. That You know, I was trying to... I was trying to... Um, control maybe the right word control the narrative yeah and i think i'm a positive person and i do look for the silver lining but in our in our time in brazil i was kind of controlling and driving the narrative and i don't think i allowed us to mourn and to grieve the way that we probably should have because i was quick to focus on the positive uh like more in leaving America. Yeah. Okay. And the adjustment, the 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 pain of the adjustment, because yeah. it's a huge adjustment. Massive. And you feel so exposed and so insecure and like a fish out of water. You're living in another country. You don't know how to do anything. Yeah. You can't. You don't have the intuition like you have in your own culture. Right. Right. You, I mean, there's just so many things that make it very challenging. And so as I was watching this movie, Inside Out, and this girl's having a memory, and um, she needed to experience sadness. That was part of her story, to be able to touch sadness, because it produced something good in her. And I remember going, ah, because those that would have made me feel like I wasn't being a good parent if my kids were sitting around crying all day. You know what I mean? I needed to roll up my sleeves. I needed to get involved. I needed to help shape the conversation and get them to see what God was doing. And all of that is good. I, I actually think it's my strength. Right. But it can be a weakness. And there, there's, there's a time for everything under the sun mm-hmm. and there is a time to mourn and yes. there is a time to cry and there yep. is a time for anger and there's a time for rejoicing. You know, we know that, but I have typically not fully allowed those negative, what I would describe as negative emotions, um, to fully be able to play, be played out. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for me, <clears throat> um, just in regards to just speaking on parenting it and um a mistake that i made was i missed specifically with our older daughter sydney i missed her transitioning into adulthood Uh and i was slow to to make that change Mm -hmm. and so i'm still treating her with 
Like with, a twelve year old when she's seventeen. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's that's that was um I look back on that and I've apologized to her for that. But I look back with a certain level of sadness on that. Mm-hmm. Where I I didn't quite transition and so I feel like I've been a little bit better with our other two on this topic. But <clears throat> that welcoming them into adulthood and changing it to more of a peer relationship mm-hmm. where she's now fully an adult, you know, she's adulting. And 24 married. 24 married. And and just that process. Yeah. You know, and so that would be for me one thing that I I feel like I could have done better. Yeah. And well, there's that that phrase um, the first pancake always turns out a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the oldest child, kind of the practice child. <laughs> totally. You learn all your mistakes and all that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I think something, this is, I think it's something we did right. Um, in the early years with our kids, to me it was very important that they had their own relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and so today they do. Um, but I remember thinking we, and we lived, you know, a mile away from the international house of prayer. We were there all the time and I wanted the house of prayer to be a place of reward for them. And so to go to the house of prayer, wasn't sit still mommy's here trying Uh to pray. It was, it was for them too. So if I wanted to really connect with the Lord, often I would go at a different time. But when I went with the kids, I wanted it to be an enjoyable experience, not a heavy, you start praying to Jesus, you know, that, cause that doesn't motivate me. Anger and disappointment and shame doesn't motivate me. And I know, right? Change your ways, Dwayne. (laughs) And so even with Elijah, I recognize in the early time, his capacity was 15 minutes. He was four. Uh That's all he could do. So we could, I could celebrate what his capacity was. Right. Instead of pushing him to the point where he hated to go. And then we'd go to the coffee shop and we'd make it a thing and he'd get a cookie and then we'd go back in for a few more minutes. And, and so there was positives around encountering the Lord together that I wanted them to know the God that rewarded and the God that was fun to encounter and that he in himself was a reward. And I feel like our kids have that understanding of God. Right. And it was intentional for me not to demand it. Yeah. And so that's why at, at 13, you know, Chloe, 13 to 15, I can't remember the exact years, she outlined the entire Bible. I didn't make her do that. Yeah, Sydney did too. And Sydney did too. Yeah. But that was that was on them. That was their desire. Was that came from their heart. them. Yes. Now we did say, yeah, we'll give you 250 bucks right. if you do no, it. No, we motivated. I and mean, I we think, helped in the motivation. I think that's great. I do too. I don't think there's uh, no, anything wrong with that. I have zero regret with that money. And that is money well spent. Absolutely. And so there were, I felt like spiritually we did pretty good at developing our children and creating a context for them to find God. Yes. And we took them seriously. Yep. Uh, like our girls and, and Elijah, they they would pray and hear God and come and talk to us about it. And I'm like, wow, talk to me about what the Lord said to you. And, and it would open up dialogue to really hear what was in their heart. And I think that was healthy and good. So if you were, um, 
I think that <clears throat> this is a real issue within culture today, relationships in the body of Christ today, yeah. where, where people are going from right now specifically going from teenage years to a to a young adult years mm -hmm. that there is a huge wrestle that's yeah. happening uh -huh. and so let's say you're listening today and you are in that wrestle yeah what do we what do we do with that mm -hmm. um does it my question make sense no <laughs> thank you jennifer i was actively listening but you still were, didn't catch it no you were <laughs> actively listening. well here's here's my here's here's my point and here's where I would like, you know, because the questioning and the critical thinking, mm -hmm. and I'm just going back to that point in the transition of all of our lives, I think is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And in that, the, the, the critical thinking in regards to my relationship with the Lord, mm -hmm. the critical thinking in regards mm -hmm. to where I'm going, who am I, these things are really, really important. Mm -hmm. And so we instilled within them a value of feeding their hunger. Yep. And and we would highlight hunger and yep. then we would feed it. Yes. And so um, I, I remember a, um, a friend of ours gave us that insight into mm -hmm. teenagers mm -hmm. is to feed their hunger. Mm -hmm. And because in what I'm what I'm my, my point that I'm making is that when you you go to church you're in the church culture as a teenager, transition to being a young adult, and you have not yet, um, and you've got questions that are coming up, and you don't know how to navigate it, because mm -hmm. we've got tons of people leaving the body of Christ right sure, now, sure. and it's a huge issue. Yeah, they're 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 leaving in droves. Mm -hmm. um, how did we? How do you now? You're a young adult. What do you do? Does that mm -hmm. question make sense now? Um, well, I. I I know. I still don't understand the question because we've been going now for about three minutes on this, and still my wife doesn't understand. Well, why so don't gonna you answer, answer? I'm going to answer my own question because yes, she's, she's not as astute enough as it is for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Well, I I think um, a huge a huge problem, um, and I'm going to use the word problem is we have not understood um, that the the journey the wrestle is an essential part of our development sure it's real we need to actually own what we believe mm -hmm. and so crisis forces you into owning what you believe yeah. and when you are not taught that mm -hmm. and when that wrestle in you is not developed mm -hmm. those questions and, and, and those dialogues, when it's not developed, then you hit crisis and you don't know how to navigate your crisis. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a young adult who is wrestling with their faith right now, mm -hmm. or you're wrestling with, um, you, you've left home and you, you're, you're wrestling with some of these parameters because the walls are now, I mean, the, the rules of the house are now gone and you've got to adult on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to encourage you to still feed your hunger yeah, and to develop your hunger for the knowledge of God mm -hmm. and really f go and focus in there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so um, if the rambling for the last three or four minutes didn't make sense, just grab onto that so part. So feed yourself spiritually. Yeah, but feed that hunger for God yeah. and, and don't fill it up with social media and friends. Uh-huh. 
developed that and uh-huh. allowed that hunger then to thrust you into something a little bit deeper. Yeah, because I I'm think sorry if that didn't make sense. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's the pneumonia talking. Anyway, no, I'm I'm teasing. The um, I think there is a little bit of a romantic notion that spirituality just happens, but like anything you have to feed it you have to invest into it and if your primary um, investment came from outside sources your mom and dad your church this and that and now those boundaries are are not boundaries but those those um, voices have been diminished because maybe you're you know you're not near your home church where people knew you you're in college now mom and dad aren't there and so you're going ah and now's the time to adult spiritually also to take seriously your relationship with the Lord. And if you value it, feed it, Absolutely. prioritize it, Absolutely. make time. Otherwise, you it will diminish. Yes. And then you'll be far away from that which you really valued early on. But it, it does take intentionality. Massively. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, we had said that we were going to address going home for the holidays and then we kind of did a different thing. Um, and I apologize. Yeah, but it's all right. But I, I do want to say that I'll just say this one line as you're getting ready to go home for the holidays. And if maybe home is a struggle for you, I would just encourage you, um, of course, pray, but pray for God's perspective on your family. Um, I think it's important to understand that your parents are human beings and 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 they they've made mistakes we've made mistakes and so to ask god give me your heart for my mom my dad my brothers my sisters my cousins let me see them with fresh eyes through eyes of compassion how do you see them yeah how can i interact with them what are nuggets, phrases about how you see them, God, that I can speak to them that would bring courage to them? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a healthy way to approach going back into a home that may be dysfunctional. And it's just to get God's perspective on the whole family unit. And I, I think that that's, helps you. That's really good. Thanks, Dwayne. Hey, guys. So we were a little bit all over in regards to the family. But I just want to say, I think it's extremely important to focus on your family relationships and then even go <laughs> go back and talk through them with somebody. And yeah. maybe, you know, a therapist is not in your in your uh, financial means right now or but whatever. But there's plenty of good books. Yeah, there's good. But just because, you know, this this whole topic to me falls in the category of loving God and loving our neighbor right um, with everything yeah and when there's unhealthiness in your soul so your mind your will and your emotions when they are not properly functioning you can't love God with everything right and in a healthy way and then you can't have healthy relationships yes and so that's mainly why Jennifer and I are actually going to counseling right now is because we want health in yes. our marriage. We want health in our family. I want health in my leadership. Mm-hmm. I want health in my pastoring of people. Mm-hmm. And and I want to love the Lord with a whole heart. And mm-hmm. so um, family so shapes us yes. and positive and negatively. So, um, yeah. So it was a little bit of a ramble today. Just rambling. So um, Jen. But if you are still listening here now, Dwayne and Jennifer.com.
Um, <laughs> when I was sick, I watched a lot of BBC and I've got a really good accents. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and you so, used to have a British accent when you were a little guy. That's right. Lived in, in Africa for two years, came out speaking with a, I mean, I went back to Canada with a British accent. Oh my gosh, like within weeks it was gone. <laughs> I got yeah, so harassed. But DwayneandJennifer.com, we are highlighting Jennifer's book called The Journey. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, sweetie. Right now we got a deal on there. Um, if you're listening in December 2020, go there. It's shipping and handling. We're giving to you free. So go ahead, take a look at the book. The um, book is free. You just pay shipping and handling. Yes, that's, that's what I said. Stop correcting me. No, that's not what you said. Okay. So pay shipping, handling, and then we're freely going to give you the book. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, that works, babe. Thank you. Um, yeah, go check it out. And um, anything, parting words, Jenny? Uh, Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad. Um, if you do meet Jennifer sometime in the future, make sure to call her Jenny. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs>